0: Welcome to Gladiatrix. I am woman and hear me roar. I'm your host, Malini Sarma. Every week, I will be speaking with women from all over the world who will be sharing their journeys, their stories about overcoming their fears and achieving great things that they thought they never could. So if you don't want to miss a story, make sure you subscribe. Before we talk about today's show, I would like to say thank you to all my guests who have been featured on the Gladiatrix podcast to date. I have a dream. There are 193 countries in the United Nations, and I have a dream that I can host at least one woman from every country in the world on this podcast that is 193 countries 193 stories on 193 shows so if you know of somebody who should be featured on the show please drop me a note I would really appreciate it in today's episode we're speaking with the legendary and eminent dance guru Srimati Sudha Chandrasekhar, Sudanti as she is popularly known as, just celebrated her 80th birthday. She started dancing at the age of four and still continues to teach and dance. I was fortunate enough to sit with her and have a conversation as Sadhanti reminisced about growing up in pre-independent India, the influence of her mother and some of her most memorable dance performances. This is part one of her story. Hi, Siddhanti. Thank you so much for joining this podcast. I have been looking forward to this interview for so long. I'm really, really, really happy that you're here. And I'm sure the rest of the world can't wait to hear what wisdom you have to share with them.
1: (laughs) Hello, Malini. Rade Krishna, I'm so happy to be here to spend these few moments talking about other parts of my life that I never thought about until you're going to ask me this question. Okay. <laughs> so, it's going to be a very special, special uh, hour, long mm-hmm. chat, I think.
0: Yes, especially since uh, today was the day that you arrived in North America. Do you want to tell the world when that
1: was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I left India on uh, January 12th at four o'clock in the morning, which means it was already January 13th, and it was a Thursday night and Friday morning, and I arrived in Montreal on Friday night at 8 p.m. That's January 13th, 1967, night, 8 p.m. Wow. That's today. Yes, 53 years ago. Oh and the next God. day was Pongal tomorrow is Pongal
0: that's right this is a very auspicious yeah. this is a very auspicious time so um and and your mother was a very special lady i know because i spent a lot of time with her and she prayed uh for a daughter who would be born to dance so what was it like growing up knowing that you were groomed for the stage by your mother
1: you know when i was a little girl my mom used to take such good care of me i don't remember too much of my childhood except being pampered but at the same time very very under the strict uh, watchful eyes of my mom mm-hmm. you know and i was uh, i was uh, according to her a naughty child mm-hmm. i was very mischievous um, i would hide myself from her i would hide in uh, fur inside furniture because there were there was one round uh, coffee table Mm -hmm. uh, which were two glass things and I would sit in the middle of those two glass uh, Mm -hmm. you know uh, parts and she would be looking all over the house for me and saying Suda where are you where are you and I would just be peeking at her through that and not make a single sound this was when I was a baby right I would just climb into that and comfortably sit in there and -hmm. then she'd find me. Mm -hmm. so uh, she would you know she'd leave the oil to Mm -hmm. give me an oil bag Mm-hmm. i would take it and uh, put it all over myself and she'll say i just cleaned you up and you put all over the oil all over you again so i do things like that mm-hmm. and then she found that i always was itching to do things you know mm-hmm. i think that's why she she said i uh, i will put her into dance class because she always wanted a daughter mm-hmm. who would dance and she prayed and prayed for it mm-hmm. so yeah i did not find out those things much until much later when she told me these stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, found out at eight that I was meant to dance. All I did was listen to her. I was mm-hmm. an obedient girl. Mm-hmm. So whatever mom told me, I would listen because I thought she knew so much more than me. Mm-hmm. And to me, she looked like a goddess. You know, my mm-hmm. mother always looked like Rajeshwari for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: that was uh, important. So later on, when she told me I had to do this, mm-hmm. I thought, hey, why not? If your mm-hmm. mother wants you to do things, I should make it make it possible because mom and dad are your first gurus, mm-hmm. and uh, they show you who uh, your friends are and who you can be comfortable with and how you should go on with your life. So mm-hmm. that's how my life went. Mm-hmm.
0: So, did you ever be, argue with her about not being a dancer? Did you ever tell ask her, you know, like I want to be something else? Did that ever come up? No. So you were the, you were the obedient at child all. who followed your mom's direction.
1: No, I just thought that she was so brilliant, you know, because mm-hmm. my mother used to have this Indian uh, women's magazine and she was the editor of that magazine. Mm. So she was clipping and fixing things and having a bunch of people working for her. Mm. And uh, she was very good in English. Mm. And uh, she was so well read. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> she knew exactly what the ladies wanted. And she had brought with her. Mm. Because she was born in Palgat, right? Mm -hmm. In Palgar, you know, they they lived close to the temple. Mm -hmm. She was an extremely spiritual woman. Mm. So she had, and her cooking skills were excellent. Yes. And she loved to grow herself. She loved to look nice. Mm. And uh, she was very slim, long hair. Mm. Very, very beautiful woman. So she took all those to herself. Mm -hmm. uh, She was a self uh, educated kind of looking at the world and learning mm-hmm. because she lost her mother when she was th- three years old okay. she was very young mm-hmm. so she did not know her. her mother was everything to her but she was too so young to understand but mm-hmm. she had a young sister she had to take care of okay. I mean Amma was five and Savitri Chitti was three mm-hmm. so at five she was taken away and uh, sent to different Chittis and periyammas and everybody mm-hmm. she grew up um, among a bunch of people mm-hmm. and the uh, who showed her that this is what the world outside is going to be like. Okay. It's not going to be a bed of roses. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, people will be chastising you, chast- people will find fault with you. Mm-hmm. So you have to be ready, mm-hmm. ready to face those kind of consequences. Mm-hmm. Very early in life, she taught herself that, and then she went to this, um, uh, saying, um, what was it? Yeah, she was educated in a, with the nuns, you know, Mm -hmm. in in Catholic schools, Mm -hmm. both she and Savitra. So the nuns taught her Mm -hmm. about the wickedness in the world Mm -hmm. and the goodness in the world and how Jesus would help us through all those things. Mm -hmm. So she also learned to take upon herself Mm -hmm. faults fault of other people. If anybody made a mistake Mm -hmm. and they pointed a finger at her, Mm -hmm. she gleefully uh, accepted it and said, I'm sorry I did that. Please give me the punishment I need. So she took somebody else's faults on herself. Mm -hmm. And that made her feel very good. Mm -hmm. I said, did you feel Mm martyred? She said, no, I chose to do that. Mm -hmm. I said, why did you do that? She said, because otherwise that other person will feel bad and that other person will be, um, their parents might get mad at that other person. So I took it upon myself because I didn't have a mother who yelled at me or a father who yelled at me who was around me. Mm -hmm. So it was better i was like an orphan mm. and uh, so she from then itself she felt very close to orphans very close to women who had domestic uh, domestic problems and things like that and she was always solving those things for them mm. and then she marched with mahatma gandhi mm. in the salt march she wow. took part in the freedom movement mm. and uh, she walked miles and miles with them mm. and uh, these were the things and my grandfather didn't say anything because he said, as long as my daughter is uh, educating herself and being a good person, hmm. I think she should be given the uh, the independence to do that. So her father gave her the independence to do that. Hmm. Her two mamas taught her how to be strong, hmm. to, to be argumentative where necessary hmm. to protect herself necessary so mani mama and ramu mama took care of that two brothers and my mom had uh, my grandmother Mm. my mother's mom Mm. her name was lakshmi Mm. she had three other sisters so there were four of them Mm. so they were kamala chitti and amini perima and then there was uh, Sharda Chitti, and then there was... Kamala Chitti was the youngest, of course. Okay. So she grew up among all of them. And the Chittis all taught her... Kamala Chitti taught her all about Ramakrishna Mission and how holy mother was, how she has to be like holy mother. Mm. And uh, she was brought up and she said, I don't want you to get into trouble because, you know, you are young and you don't have a mother. So I want to be in your mother's place to tell you, Jayma, you are such an intelligent girl. She, she pointed out that she was intelligent all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamalachitra always said, Jema, you are going to bring changes in the world. You are going to be, you know, you keep Raja close to you, mm. you keep the God close to you, you keep Holy Mother close to you. So my mother was given that kind of a strength and she passed it all to me. Mm. She said, Tomorrow, if anything happens to me, if anything goes wrong, you should not stand in the wilderness saying, I don't have anybody. Always remember mm. there is Lord Krishna. And Raj Rajeshwari, their brother and sister who ruled the world, mm. and you hang on to them because men may come, men may go, but you go on forever. She used to tell me that, and I said, "Okay, mom." And I said, "But you're always there with me. You're not going to leave me. I'm so lucky. I have you." Mm. So I kept keeping that feeling of feeling lucky, fortunate in having a mother who cared so much. When I was, I think when I was eight years old, I almost died. I got very high fever. I was in Delhi. Mm. at that time mm. and uh, you know at the time i was born the world war Two was going on
0: okay
1: so i was born at that time and my brother they used to have all these fighter planes going above our heads mm-hmm. where we lived and i learned about war and peace and i didn't understand anything i said why shouldn't anybody war with each other mm-hmm. so my mom used to tell me because people want other people's things mm. that's why there's war you know so she used to that day she told me Mm. when you want somebody else's thing mm. okay mm. then you will be in trouble because you won't be you'll be unhappy mm. until you get once you get that thing you'll get blamed because you the method you used to get it mm. so other people's things and garbage is the same thing <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Amma was we always see, a very strong person. I she she's a phenomenal. She was a
1: phenomenal lady. Oh, extremely! And then whatever I am today, I I think I'm just a replica of her because mm-hmm. I observed her very closely. Mm-hmm. I saw her go through the Ashtanayikas later on when I was dance class. You know, <laughs> my Baba's was observing my mom, mm-hmm. so I come come back home and say today Master taught me about Kalahan Darita. Mm-hmm. She said. How did you know about that? I said, because you you fight with daddy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Kalahandarita when you make. Mm-hmm. I don't fight. Appa Vandi doesn't pay attention to me. That's, I said, that's what Kalahandarita is. Somebody doesn't pay attention to me, then you feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to feel bad when I get married. I won't tell my husband anything.
0: <laughs>
1: just, so said, yes, you cannot be like me when I'm weak. Mm-hmm. You should be the strong part of me, not the weak part of me. And I'll mm-hmm. say, okay. You should say, process me. And then mm. we had to write positions. if we didn't listen, mm. we had to 108 times, mm. Sri Ramajayam, Sri Ramajayam, Sri Ramajayam, Sri Ramajayam. Mm. And then whatever we did, I will not do that again. Uh, I will not yes.
0: do that. That is a very whatever Catholic school punishment,
1: Siddhanti. <laughs> yeah. so we had to write pages and pages if we didn't. So I didn't want to sit and write. I like to read a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would say. And then if she asked me to write, I'll make my handwriting very, very beautiful. (laughs) Then she'll give me compliments. She'll say, see, because Amma asked you to write, your handwriting became good. (laughs) Every time there was a challenge given to me Uh and I rose to the occasion. But she found out when I was two, I used Uh to dance to the drips of water from a tap. Uh So I... She found out that ability in me, and then right away, she started looking for a dance teacher. She lived in Matunga at that time. I was born in Bombay, Mm -hmm. in Dadar. Mm -hmm. And Dr. K.V. Pai was the name of my doctor. See, I still remember his name. Dr. K.V. Pai, Mm -hmm. very kindly person, very sweet person, very nice family. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sheikha was, uh, later on, I found out my husband, Sheikha, was born in the same hospital.
0: No kidding. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a small world.
1: Yeah, he was born in the same hospital. We were babies in the same. Except he was born four years before me.
0: Oh, okay. He was born
1: in 1934 mm-hmm. and I was born in 1940. Okay. Wait, no, 1936 he was born. Mm-hmm. I was born in
0: 1940.
1: Okay. Right? So four years mm-hmm. between us. But we never knew, we never met until I was 26. Wow. But he knew me I used to travel in the mm-hmm. double-decker. Course. That's another story. <laughs> I mean, back to my mom. She would teach me. How to get advertisements how to talk to people yeah. and she would use beautiful english you know the way she explained it to them mm-hmm. she would ask them for articles mm-hmm. she would welcome the articles on cooking on how to keep house on various things i have one copy of that magazine saved mm-hmm. and i was telling and the, if i want to do anything when i'm 80 years old and then i want to bring this magazine to life again Wow! just the way it was mm-hmm. not with the Fancy this thing and all that, but just like how she had done it in the in the right side or the left side of the magazine, as you open it, mm-hmm. there used to be a very beautiful picture of a lady standing against the tree, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which was hand drawn mm-hmm. and a little orangish background. Mm-hmm. And on the right, side, they had all the it's called Indian Woman's Magazine.
0: Wow, and this Later, was in 19 when was it first published
1: in the 40s, it was in the early 40s
0: before independence.
1: 1940 and 1946 Uh, 1948 and even into the 50s because I used to be dancing mom used to continue doing these things and dad was behind all this because he used to go on tours so often Mm. so he said why don't do something like this but it was mom's idea Mm. I don't want to sit here worrying about you so I want to do this and then she joined the cosmopolitan ladies club and she was the president of the cosmopolitan ladies club Mm. And she used to um, play tennis. She used to drive a car.
0: Wow! And they used to
1: play lawn tennis. Okay, lawn mm-hmm. tennis, mm-hmm. and then also in badminton. Mm-hmm. So, Amama um, knew sports very well. The the you know the teaspoon, mm-hmm. the lime and teaspoon. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like legged race. She organized all these sports. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we used to learn all those things. And we used to play this itty itty dandy gull, you know, you uh-huh. make a hole in the ground, put a put a wood piece across, uh-huh. and then take a stick and hit it at the end, it uh-huh. will fly up in the air, and then you hit it, and uh-huh. it'll go and fall. That was our first introduction to golf. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> rustic <laughs> golf, rustic golf, I would call it, you know. I didn't know anything about golf, golf at that time. We used to call it 8080 Dandigul. Yes, you know? yes, I so remember. We played, fashion, we, played, we played Lazim, and then she got me interested in dance. She started teaching me little, little dances. Mm. She taught me dances uh, by Jinti, Mala, Kamala, and all of them as I was growing up. Mm. So then she found the Dupayathan dance school, mm. which was in Dadar. It was run by... Uh, Ramani, Jv Ramani, mm. and uh, his wife, and then he had a beautiful teacher who was just like you, Malini. Mm. And the teacher is tall like you. She had a little sunken cheeks, but her eyes, every time you talk and everything, exactly like Nagaratnam. That's what was her name. Mm. Nagaratnam. Okay. And she was my teacher. So she, I still remember her saying, Din tat taki tat 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 this is manipuri i was learning oh, okay. so she would keep her arms there in hamsasiam mm-hmm. and look at one corner and the other corner i can see myself dancing in that dance school it was in better wow. so i learned uh, manipuri for two years mm-hmm. yeah and my uh, husband uh, in our home we had atan's son krishna mm-hmm. he would come and take me to the dance class and bring me back and then third when i was three mom put me in montessori school Okay. Mrs. is a very sweet and loving lady who spoke so quietly. I didn't pick up speaking quietly from any one of them. <laughs> 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 you have to be heard so you cannot speak to yourself. And I'll say, okay. <laughs> Smile like this. Look like this. Look your eye. Know, I- must look this way. Every part of me, I used to uh, smile with all my teeth together, you know, mm-hmm. ee, like that. Mm-hmm. And my mom will say, that's not how you should smile. Look at this picture, see how Vajinti is smiling. Look at how this, uh, This, um, you know, but at that time we had Banumati and Sundara Devi, Vajinti's mother. Mm-hmm. So she'll say, see how pretty that lady looks. I'll say, "She she's big, she's big and she'll say but i'm going to be big someday if you start practicing now by that time your style will be better (laughs) be very careful what i ate how i stood what clothes i wore everything she chose my clothes she chose my friends she chose everything i had to do in life and i never regretted it i never uh, accosted her about it i never thought it was wrong I think that way I'm very lucky because there are so many children who tell their moms to keep quiet and ask her don't say that to me I know what I have to do with my life Mm. I can't do that to my mom Mm. she was too special for me and and I don't remember a single day I said those things to her you know I'm so grateful Mm. to the goddess and to Krishna and whoever is taking care of me and Sai, Shirdi Sai first guru for me was Shirdi Sai Baba after Amma Mm. and then uh, my Govindraj came mm-hmm. and then uh, to say guru you know mm-hmm. uh, she took me to Ramakrishna Mission, Holy Mother all those those were all around me I was observing all that mm-hmm. but I didn't feel that I fitted in that area but I loved everything they said Ramakrishna Mission was a very homely place for me I used to go and play with all this Bajagiri Maharaj mm-hmm. and uh, all those where the Bajagiri Maharaj was very fond of my mom you know, he'd always say, "Jaya, come today I will talk to you about what Ramakrishna said in this condition. And he talked to oh, her I think some things I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Now I understand those things. But um, that was in Khar. We used to go to Khar Road mm-hmm. and visit Ramakrishna Mission there. Mm-hmm. And I still remember. bhava <laughs> That used to be their arti. Mm-hmm. See, so many years yes. later, 80 years later, I'm reading this. Wow, that's so, awesome. And Swami, Swami Shivananda is another great soul that Amma uh, introduced me to mm-hmm. reading the books. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I met him ever, but uh, he was uh, his books were all over the house. And I would pick them up and read them. I would read only spiritual books. I'd never read any novels or anything like that. Mm. Later on, as I got older, ten, ten years, mom picked up some of these, uh, you know, Daphne Du Maurier books.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I read Daphne Du Maurier, and then I, I read uh, Shakespeare. Mm. And I used to read, um, you know, very classic books like that. Mm-hmm. I liked a uh, story called Thelma very much, mm-hmm. and uh, I. used like um, all those uh, Jane Eyre and books mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. where girls were sent away because their parents were not there, mm-hmm. how they got on, those kind of books, you know, how how to make yourself strong mm-hmm. in life. Right. So literature was foremost in my in my mind. I used to get lots of marks for literature, mm-hmm. and so that was there. The schooling was there uh, with the can with the nuns. Mm-hmm. Nuns were around my life until I got to college, and even after college, because mm-hmm. even in college we had Sophia College for women mm-hmm. and I first went to Saint Philomena's convent mm-hmm. then I went to Saint Joseph's convent and from J- Saint Joseph's it becomes auxilium convent Saint Joseph's high school was uh, mixed we had boys and girls there mm-hmm. and there also I used to play the table tennis mm-hmm. with my, my with the principal oh. Father, Rego. Mm-hmm. Father Rego Father Rego uh, Father Spratt mm-hmm. <laughs> he was tall and Father Rega was chubby. Mm. So I used to say, you're just like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I was unafraid, right? <laughs> I say, so you think I am Hardy and he's Laurel? <laughs> yeah, you look like that. I don't think you're like that. I respect you, but you remind me of them and I really like being with you all. So they used to be at table tennis with me <laughs> and the boys played dodgeball and all that. <laughs> so I was like, um, not a terror, but mm. <laughs> people intimidated with me, I think. Yeah. But I had lots of, yeah. lot of friends. That, yeah. That's awesome. Really... So, yeah.
0: Sudhanthi,
1: so, so, if that's you were... My childhood, I remember, is uh, very carefree. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends. Uh, we had puja at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, puja was a necessity every morning. I used mm-hmm. to go down, run down to the neighbor's house because they had a tree. And now I find out that those was Parijata flowers that I plucked. Wow. At that time, I did, they called it something else. But now recently I found out that's called a Parijata flower with the orange in the middle. Right. I said, Oh my God, Krishna, I like Satya <laughs> I had a Parijata tree and I didn't even know.
0: <laughs> you I were destined to be, yes, flowers. you were destined to pluck Parijata flowers only. <laughs>
1: i know and then i used to bring that home i arrange it for god i used to decorate Devi with uh, chandanam and all that love doing those things mm-hmm. all those fantastic things it's still they're still with me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but now i basically do them mentally sometimes or i teach it to the little girls who come
0: mm-hmm. or i
1: ask the young ladies who come home do the kolam for me and things like that mm-hmm. but after i lost shaker some of that the physical things left me you know because mm-hmm. I felt that they're all inside of me. Mm-hmm. I can, whenever I want, I can drop those things and do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the more I think about it, the more I see them. That's, That's how it is, you know. Yeah. So, Salaamji, yeah.
0: if you were not
1: a dancer, what would you have been? If I were not a dancer. That's a really, um, yeah, Okay if i were not a dancer, because
0: i remember you told me that you had written the ias exam
1: i wanted to be a doctor really okay Okay. and uh, then i wanted to be an economist Mm -hmm. i also i did my ias Mm -hmm. and i could have been an ias officer after my bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. in economics Mm -hmm. so when i was doing economics i wanted to be an economist Mm -hmm. um The first time I joined college, I did first year science Hmm. and uh, I'm going to be a doctor. I think i will be very good. Mm -hmm. So my heart was in it. But in two years, when they asked me to dissect an earthworm, I said, no, I can't do it. (laughs) I'm a Brahmin and I came out of it. So the principal talked to me and she said, why don't you take up arts? You're in the arts anyways. You're well known. Hmm. Do the arts. So Hmm. I did the arts and I said, okay, do economics. I did politics. Mm-hmm. I like politics at that mm-hmm. time. so I did economics politics I, I figured that I could be like you know uh, mm-hmm. something like Prime Minister Nehru's family, mm-hmm. be part of it and all like that because Mom used to tell me so many of their stories, right mm-hmm. so that was there. and then I did my Amma said do IAS I did IAS and I passed mm-hmm. and you know my subject in the IAS, my essay was about dance. Mm-hmm. You won't believe me fifty pages about dance. Wow. <laughs> One stop wrote all about it, mm. so that then I was chosen, and then I was invited for um, an interview mm. to Delhi. Mm. Got the letter, and at the same time, we were invited to perform in South Africa, and at the same time, I got an admission at Montana University in USA, and at the same time, his parents came to check me out mm. as a. Prospective bride for it. And guess who won?
0: (laughs) Knowing I'm a mom, mom, mom,
1: of course. course. (laughs) It's time for you to go abroad and carry your culture with you. Hmm. So then that was something. I could have been an educator. Mm -hmm. I could have been a world traveller. I love traveling. Mm -hmm. I could have been a cultural ambassador.
0: I think you still uh, are all those things, Dandy. I think I think you're you're all those things. You're an educator, you're a cultural ambassador.
1: I told you, right, I, were, I wanted to be and uh, you know in the uh, air hostess. Huh. But then I looked at myself and no, I'll never make it. So I said, okay, <laughs> instead, why don't I be a tourist, an uh-huh. Indian tourist who talks to people about things. That way I get to see all of India, right? Uh-huh. My whole thing was that I want to see the world God created. Guess who goes around doing that? You. <laughs> <laughs> and I take you with me too. <laughs> so. Yeah. He and me went to Greece, and that was so much fun, right? Yes. We should do it again. Yes. This we time definitely. we should go Yes. Egypt.
0: Yes. So tell me the story about you said that uh, Shaker Uncle knew, he, he knew you before you saw him.
1: Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was another part of it. See, um, People ask me constantly that it was all dance all the time performances school study uh, all these things. Where did you? When did you ever get time? Didn't you have any boyfriends and things like that? And I said no. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look at boys. Mm-hmm. I thought boys were uh, um, would come in the way of my you know mm-hmm. my goal, mm-hmm. you know my pathway. Mm-hmm. So I did not. If I looked at them, I had three brothers at home, right? Mm-hmm. So they were all my brother's friends. Mm-hmm. So that uh, romantic. Never came up in my heart at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, Shaker used to come in the same double decker bus when I used to do college, it seems. Ooh. And I found out after I got married. Oh. So Shaker used to be in the same, he used to go to work mm-hmm. and his work was the same O3 Limited bus. Okay. O3 Limited used to take me to Napian Sea Road, which is where <laughs> Sophia College Okay. and we passed the Mahalakshmi temple so I mm. prayed there and then went. and during the lunch hour I used to come to the Mahalakshmi temple mm. and I would chant Lali Tasramam go around to her mm. 15 minutes and then I knew it by heart by then mm. and then I used to go back to college mm. so I didn't about eating and all that you know I just had a chocolate ice cream was my favorite that was mm. my lunch mm. okay. and at that time it was only eight annas yes eight enough for a nice thing mm-hmm. how much it costs here I So because i i felt that it had all the necessary nourishment i needed mm. and at home mom cooked really anyways mm. so uh, that same bus shaker used to come by and he used to get off uh at uh i mm. was it like, which which we passed by before we go to A P N C road he'd get up there because his office was there mm. so he used to say this girl she wears these long long earrings mm. she looks like Muslim to me she looks like she's from that uh, group mm. and uh, she's always she knows everything about the world the way she talks to her friends mm. so they never stop they giggle they talk they think but who is this girl he always mm. wondered then his mm. father told him I'm a very famous dancer mm. uh, don't even look at that side They're they're not <laughs> caliber you know mm. something like that he told Hmm. And I said, I said, Why did he say something like that to you? Nobody is down or up, uh-huh. everybody is the
0: same.
1: Uh-huh. He said, uh-huh. I said, But Panam is not important in life. Uh-huh. He said, Yeah, you and I know that, but my father didn't know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so he,
1: said, he, uh-huh. he called me YRD Rajam. <laughs> he me that because I talked so much and I said how would you call me such a name I, I don't like that name why did you call me that and he said that was what came to my mind I wrote it, it was in his diary. he couldn't say no right and then just what and he said if I didn't go one day if I missed the bus or something he hmm. said that day didn't go very well for him ah. so he, he was very lucky for him mm-hmm. so when his parents wrote and said this sudha is available he said what she's not married yet hmm. i said what do you mean you get <laughs> married only to become a housewife for somebody without doing what you want in life hmm. i had certain goals hmm. i fulfilled that i said okay so are you fulfilled with it i said no i have got more work for you i said when i married <laughs> <laughs> I oh, that build is,
0: up. That is said, so you, build up for that,
1: uh-huh. you know uh-huh. he said this, this is the kind of person I wanted to marry. I wanted a person who won't be homesick mm. but will come and be proud to talk about the culture, the rich culture of India mm. to all the people, and change the lives of people. I said, mm. Oh, wow, I'm so happy you got the right person. So he was very, very important for me. But that was the the little kind of uh, encounter which mm. I did not know about. But when I found out about it, I think he went about two inches taller. Because I said, Here is. Who waited, um, and then he got. That was nice. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah.
0: yeah. So before you got married, Celanti, so, you danced for presidents and prime ministers and kings and world leaders and movie stars. You traveled and you educated, entertained audiences around the world. So is there anything? There, there I've seen pictures, you know, with the with, with prime ministers and presidents and everything. So is there any any um, particular incident? You know are any moments that stand out that are very precious? I'm not sure there are lots of them, but is there any uh one any one particular I mean, one that stands out the
1: the most enjoyable ones mm. were the ones were when we celebrated uh, festivals of India mm-hmm. with hundreds and thousands of peoples around and mm-hmm. you know like we had uh, Ganesha festivals and Maharashtra it celebrated in great mm-hmm. I used to go to the uh, chief minister's house his mm-hmm. mother always wanted me to come and perform for Ganesh Chaturthi day okay. so every year i used to go to her house and make her happy mm-hmm. i love making old people happy <laughs> mm-hmm. and they all gave me their blessings you know i loved having those mm-hmm. so i went and performed for that and and in festivals since five i mean six seven eight i used to go to all these festivals they drag me out of my house and take me mm-hmm. and i'd always come back with a prize. Mm-hmm. and the people in the audience they would call out and say one gold medal to Sudha, one silver medal, one silver plate, one, you know, <laughs> all kinds of gifts would come with me after I dance. My father will say, Where did you go and get these things from? I mm. said, They asked me to dance. I dance. Mm. And Appa will say, ni, ni, So mm. from that, then he decided to come and watch me. <laughs> and then he said, You're really a good dancer. I said, I know. It took you so long to. He, he said <laughs> oh that's all awesome. your mom always wanted this for you and this is what you're doing so mm-hmm. then he started taking interest and watching over me okay and i got a chance to win, uh, dance for um so many people i know i remember i had a coronation that i danced for for the raj of bhavanagar mm-hmm. and uh, that is when i first saw how the kings and the queens during a coronation are treated and that was Ram Rajya. Right? Mm-hmm. i remember ramayana yeah. I did Ravayami Ra- Raghuramam for that.
0: Okay. And the
1: whole the whole city of Bhavnagar, yeah. they all, they applauded so much because they had just like their king, yeah. Ram Rajya, were doing that thing and they were so happy with that performance. And then we, we were treated. Mm. And they There was a huge room, the palace room that mm. we were in mm. and uh, they brought about 400 saris. Wow. And they said, whatever sari you want from this. Mm. <laughs> Wow! I picked a light, light blue banana. sari My mom <laughs> said, "What are you picking? Look at all these gorgeous ones they have brought." I said, "Why don't you pick for me? I don't know what to pick for myself." <laughs> so she, and so and she said, "I thought you have to take only one." She said, "No, they're not bringing loads for you to take one. Hmm. Take four or five. You can give it to somebody also." Okay. I said, "No, mom, you. I left it to her. Hmm. My mom." off her two gold bangles from her hands hmm. and she gave it to maharani as a gift wow My my father is telling me she is a maharani she doesn't need her gold bangles but look <laughs> at your mother's thought. she thinks if you're a rani i am a rani too here are my gold bangles <laughs> she came back home saying I have only two bags left I have to go and buy some more. I said mom give away what you have? She says no it's a coronation you have to give gifts you have to donate you have to give. Mm. So she taught how to be you know generous mm. and to share with people what we have and things like that. Mm-hmm. What stands most outstanding is Marangetra mm. and Mahalakshmi. Yes and hundreds of over sixty thousand to a hundred thousand people were there wow. because it was a Dashmi day,
0: uh-huh.
1: and Dashmi day is such a great day to congregate, right? Mm-hmm. So, so many of those little boys, and they were all sitting on trees and everything, and watching the whole thing. They had cordoned off area in front of Devi, uh-huh. and I danced right there, and it was so beautiful with, with the Samudra waves coming towards you, uh-huh. and the whole atmosphere like i was in heaven i wow. felt so wonderful never ever forget marriage i can't I, was believe my
0: a, I can't believe there were that many people i can't believe there were
1: that oh many God. people wow well, india amazing. has all, had a huge population right? right always the population even then was very heavy
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they were and they were all poor people from the you know uh, middle class and from the lower middle class also they were all there i'm middle class too
0: mm-hmm. so
1: we very well with one another i felt at home with all of them uh-huh. so it was really great. and they all came up and talked to me and we don't know each other but they're so friendly so hospitable when i was coming out when old tata he uh-huh. said you have danced for three and a half hours you must be so hot uh-huh. and he gave me a big of milk uh-huh. boiled with um saffron and um, you know cardamom and what have you
0: uh-huh.
1: rich with I could not I can't drink or eat anything after a performance yeah. because I'm so hot. hot. Yeah. So I said, mm. sit sa nee, 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 <laughs> down there, cooled it down, gave it to me, made sure I drank it and I came and I said, What if this was Amritam? Mm. That was churned in the ocean. What if this was Amartam? I should not refuse it. So, mm-hmm. Amma was telling me that's a good thought. Always remember when somebody gives you something, mm-hmm. receive with love and also give what you can back for them. Give double that to them back. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is kind or in thought or mm-hmm. blessing, whatever it is, always mm-hmm. make sure that you receive blessing because receiving blessings is very important. Right. So, I bless all the, all the children. I bless them after the program. Yeah. Because Giving and uh, taking is a natural thing in the universe, mm-hmm. and the more you give, the more God is happy. Yes, you know. Yes, more than just giving is nice, but mm-hmm. it's also nice because people give you with love.
0: Mm. You
1: can't say no. I don't want it. That will hurt them, right? Mm-hmm. So try not to hurt anybody in thought, word, or deed. Right, right. right that right. was one program that uh, that was that set my whole uh, life in motion. Mm-hmm. 1956 on my birthday.
0: What was it? October
1: Nineteen fifty-six. Yeah. Yes. Nineteen
0: fifty-six. October fourth.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, October fourth. So okay. that was when I, It was Friday too.
0: Hmm. I
1: think it was a Friday. So that was a huge, huge, amazing day, and uh, Vijay Dashmi day. That's hmm. the Vijay Dashmi. So from that day, Vijay Dashmi became very important to me, hmm. and every. Day. We used to go to my master's house mm. and I would be the last person to perform because I was the most popular in the dance class by then, you know, uh-huh. by fifteen sixty. Uh-huh. Then I got my Government of India scholarship and that was another very memorable thing that I had. Mm. Hasn't this been fascinating so far?
0: Well, come back next week to hear about how the Prime Minister of India requested Siddhanti to perform at Rashpati Bhavan her first transatlantic flight in 1967, and the advice that she has for future generations. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. And if you love the show, please leave a review. Just remember, you could be one story away from being inspired.